Welcome to Pixels and Pines Podcast. I'm Bradley. And I'm Michael. And we're two dudes talking about video games while drinking pints. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck Discord. <laughs> Fuck Discord, dude. We are on take three now. <laughs> I think so, yeah. yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Holy shit. Good start to the to the show this week. Holy fuck. We are it's April 9th today. We're episode yeah. what is this? 33? Ramping 33. on up. Ramping on up. Happy Easter, everybody. Oh yeah, happy fucking Easter. Let's see fucking Easter. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So what you got we what, what you drinking there today? It looks like a fancy yeah. glass. It's a fancy glass. They suggest a tulip, and this is the closest thing I got to a tulip. Um, so this one, this one I've had for a while and I, I don't know why I haven't drank it, but, uh, it's a very nice bottle. Very oh, nice bottle. I remember these. I remember when we picked these up, um, this is the, the, they, they had like the lips collection that came off next to this. Yeah. Too. The lips yeah. of faith. Yeah. The lips of faith. So this is, uh, from new Belgian brewing. Uh, it's a series. Well, they have, uh, what they're calling the, the lips of faith series. Hall. I don't know if they still have this around. Mm-hmm. Uh, as you can see the, the, the year on it is very old. Uh, this is uh, la folie, uh, from 2016. It is a, uh, Flanders odd brune sour, uh, brown ale, 7% ABV beer advocate has it as a 94%. Apparently it's a very good sour. Yeah, dude. It tastes delicious. It's a very good sour. Very good. Everything from their Lips of Faith series uh, was a total banger. I, I didn't drink mm-hmm. anything out of their Lips of Faith series that I didn't like. Even even styles of beers that I typically don't drink, really? like sours. I thought, look, this is drinkable, you know? Um, yeah. Yes. This was the, uh, I think this was the closest thing that I found to... So I got introduced to Sours when I went to Wisconsin on a business trip. Oh, that's right. Um, Madison, Wisconsin. Fantastic, fantastic beer scene over there. Uh, then I went to the Capitol over there in Madison, and they had this great uh, this great uh, little pub. I forget what it's called. Everything has to do with cows or beer or cheese or some shit like that. So I don't remember the exact name. It's I, I, can, I think I remember calling it the Spotted Cow, but I think the Spotted Cow's a beer. Uh, but either way, um, we we all went down there. Uh, we sat outside. We got beer curds, legit beer curds, and all that. Not beer curds, but uh, cheese curds. Cheese curds. Uh, Wisconsinites are very particular about their cheese curds. So we sat there and we ate. Uh, and we drank, and I saw something that they had called the session sour. One of the best things that I drank while I was out there. And this is probably the closest that I've come to. Uh, finding something similar to that. Damn. You know, it's it's not overly fruited. It's not salty. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's kind of like this really nice, it's just a really good sour beer. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> this thing's been bottled up since 2016, and it still tastes fucking fantastic. Dude, that's, that's pretty rare for a beer that's not like uh, barrel-aged or like a stout or something that's just heavy as fuck like a IPA most beers age very poorly over time. It's kind of, uh, it's kind of wild to have a sour age. Well, well so this one, so apparently the, the, uh, there's a, there's some verbiage on the back over here. Mm-hmm. Um, so they claim that this beer is already aged one to three years. 
Shit. in French oak barrels. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So it, yeah. it, it did have some, some aging So it's got process. some age to it. Yeah. It's got some age to it. And <laughs> this thing's been sitting around for seven fucking years. <laughs> and um, I still, I wasn't too sure what it was going to taste like. Mm-hmm. Um, if anything, it's probably increased the sourness of the beer. And uh, I'm okay with that. Okay. Did you end it's up delicious. getting like a lot of like uh, yeasty sediment in it after opening up after all that time? Or was it still a very clear beer? Well, I don't know because this is a this is a bomber bottle. I still have I still have another pour or so to go. Okay. So I'll let you know if I if I like spit some shit out before <laughs> the end of the podcast. So fucking dead ass yeast. Uh, I, on the other hand, am not drinking any beer today. I uh, I went fucking hard yesterday uh, at a birthday party, and uh, my guts are fucked up. So I am just drinking. Hey, you had good beer. I had I'm, great I'm jealous. beer. I had great beer. Uh, like mm-hmm. I was telling you earlier, we had the very first Pumpkinator, which was a Divine Reserve number nine. Um, and that is like, fuck, like 2015, 2013. Like it's old as shit. We had some stuff from like 2011. Um, just really fucking old, crazy old beers that aged very well. There were... Um, there was only one beer that we didn't like, and it was a, a Chardonnay barrel aged beer Yikes. and it tasted like dog shit. Um, as people started showing up to the party, uh, cause we were just doing flights and then writing down like what we, what we liked, you know, rating everything. Mm-hmm. We started making people who were coming in late taste that beer. And the later <laughs> that it, it got, the warmer that beer got. And the skunkier and shittier it got. And so it, it became like a rite of passage for everybody else who showed up late to just kind of drink this piss warm Chardonnay fucking, uh, I don't know, Pilsner or something. It was terrible. Uh, it's probably the worst beer I've ever had. Yeah. Um, it's probably yeah. the one that made me sick, <laughs> to be fair. So uh, it was pretty fun. Um but today is recovery day. It's, you know, oatmeal and fucking vitamin water and shit like that. So there you go. Yeah. Good stuff. I think we got some, um, new channel updates, right? Like you've, have you been sort uh, of? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so last week I did mention that, uh, there is a resident evil four remake thing coming out and probably a last of us part one. Mm-hmm. The, Resident Evil 4 remake, I think I'm about halfway through uh, the script, so I'm going to need to finish that up, and uh, it'll probably be out sometime this week. And then uh, The Last of Us Part 1, actually, I'm kind of glad I didn't um, just speed through the Resident Evil 4 one. Last of Us Part 1 has been receiving just massive amounts of updates, a lot of little tiny updates, but they've been coming at a rapid pace. So I think since... I think since last week, uh, the PC port at least has had like five or six updates. Holy shit. Something like that. Yeah. Mostly so all the, stability the P- updates and stuff, I guess. Stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The The PC port was in a dog shit state when it got released. And they've been slowly releasing new patches uh, over the past week or so. And I think yesterday, I think it was, was it yesterday? I think it was yesterday. Um, they released a one zero. Uh, 120 or some shit like that patch, which um, I think it's supposed to 
fix a lot of little things. Uh, to that end, Resident Evil 4 Remake has also received uh, a significant patch uh, this past Friday, okay. which uh, included Mercenaries, uh, the Mercenaries mode, uh, as well as fixed, I think, some Xbox Series issues with the controls and some PS5 issues with uh, graphical issues. Not that that's going to affect the PC review by any means, but there's been a lot of uh, major updates that could have some effect on how outdated the review is going to feel uh, when it gets released. So, yeah, it is what it is. Um, so this review should potentially be more more modern than uh, than most of the ones okay. uh, that you that you find out there. So, yeah, good and good and the bad. Nice, nice, nice. Um, the mercenary stuff is the multiplayer content, right? Uh, you know, that's a good question. I've never played mercenaries, but from what it sounded like, it looks like just a, it's like a time attack mode. Oh. You know, you have, you can select between different characters. I'm assuming the characters have their own um, kind of attributes. Mm-hmm. And you're basically, uh, you get graded. On how well you do in like certain combat scenarios. Okay. So, uh, the well, the one that I saw was uh, I forget who it was. I don't remember the character, um, but basically you're given a weapon. I think some limited ammunition. You get dumped into the the village area at the beginning of Resident Evil Four, and you have I think like two minutes to rack up as much points as you can. So you run around like shooting shooting the ganados and and killing them and uh, killing them, you know, adds to the time limit. So mm-hmm. like, I don't know, killing a Ganados gives you like two seconds extra added to the time or something like that. And then at the end, you get graded and S grade, something like that. I don't I don't know if there's anything more than that. I don't know if there is a multiplayer component. Uh, that's that's all that I've noticed so far. OK, I'm sure Google a Google search will probably tell me how wrong I am. <laughs> but that's that's from that's from what I remember. Uh oh! Did my video go out? No, 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 no. I'm. Oh, dude, I, that's right. I, it it actually shows that on my screen. I was trying to mute uh, people like messaging me in Discord, but uh, apparently I can't do that while I'm streaming or recording. So it'll just be what it <laughs> it is. What it is, I guess. Uh, anyways, yeah. Uh, make sure you guys are going back to the channel, checking out all the uh, the new stuff that Michael's dropping. Uh, remember to comment on this video when it comes out, like, and subscribe to make sure that you, uh, catch notifications when the new resident evil Four remake gameplay, uh, review comes out as well as the last of us part one PC version comes out. So cool. Um, this, this next thing, man, I, this shit caught me off guard. Uh, I saw it get dropped on, on steam. Yeah. It was an April. It was an April Fool's job. So a lot of people were. I I downloaded it right away because mm-hmm. I I had a feeling. I was like, no way, this is fucking legit. Somebody put a release out there, and like, I need to download it now before it gets kicked off the store, and I can no longer download it again. Fuck. What are we talking about? The official Sonic visual novel, The Death of Sonic the Hedgehog. Was a Steam release. I saw people playing this shit on on uh, Twitch the mm-hmm. the night that it fucking dropped, and I was like, D- 
there's no way because the the art was dead on. It's so fucking good looking. The voice acting, you know, it's campy, but it sounds like oh, yeah. the fucking characters. And I was like, there's no fucking <laughs> nice. way nice. that someone got away with this shit. I had no idea that it was like an official thing. I double and triple check the uh, the publisher and mm-hmm. developer on Steam because if you go to the Steam page, it has Sega listed as both the uh, publisher and developer. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, man, somebody got away with one. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I had no I did not believe this thing was real, but no. apparently it is. I haven't played it yet. Unfortunately, I, I was excited. I wanted to. Uh, but I I'm already I'm already balls deep in with like two different games and I did not want to mix that in. Mm-hmm. No, it um, it looks like it's just a visual novel like detective game where you play yeah. as your your OC that you make, um, that you see everything through their POV and you just kind of hang out with tails. Um, it looks neat. Okay, yeah, that's okay. about it. That looks Actually, cool. um, I I'm not gonna promise this is coming out, mm. um, but. Uh, right now, I'm working with somebody to do a a point and click uh, kind of uh, adventure game, sort of. Oh, uh, this is this is going to be uh, similar. It's a very limited scope, but it's similar to like a Shadowgate or like the NES. Mm-hmm. Uh, Deja Vu for the NES. Uh, House of the, was it the Uninvited for the NES? Those are very old point and click adventure games where basically you move a cursor around and you select items on the screen to like open things up, collect items, use items and things like that. Uh, examine items. Uh, this is going to be kind of like in that vein. So we'll see. We'll see. Um, that could be fun as fuck though. Like it's yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um the, the story so far uh, is intriguing. Um, it's it's supposed to be oh God, the phrase she was using. Magical realism hmm. is uh, so it's one of those things where it's kind of grounded in reality. But there's also hints of just kind of um, I don't say like mad magical things. It's just like things that aren't kind of like. Um, cemented in reality you know what i mean so like uh so one of the so one of the example games i've been playing through is um from a company called rusty lake i guess is what they're called Mm -hmm. so rusty lake has a cube series they also um uh, so we we actually played this game uh a couple of weeks ago uh me and her it's called uh fuck It's it's a really it's a really interesting uh, cooperative game where uh, you don't necessarily it's the past within it's called the past within so the past within is basically so you have two different sides of the story right mm-hmm. so and this is not something that's it's not very like technologically com- uh, complex you have one person who loads up the game you have another person who loads up the game you select which side you're gonna play mm-hmm. the future or the past. And then there's like a like a seed that you both input, so that way you have the same the same story. Oh. You know what I mean? And so what happens is that okay, 
um, you have to communicate with each other. So you're like, I'm in this room, I see this, I have to do this, and then I get this. And the clues that they give you relate to the puzzles on your side of the screen. So you're both constantly having to solve puzzles and communicate with each other to figure out what you both need to do in order to progress the story. This is cool as fuck. It's super cool. It's super cool. It was, it's the first time I had played anything like that. And it's, it's kind of crazy how it, it expects you to kind of experiment, you know, click around in the game to try to find out like what things you can manipulate, what things you can collect, Mm -hmm. uh, how the puzzles work. Um, it was, it was a super fun experience. It's a super fun experience. And so based on those kind of games, uh, most of these are free, by the way, you can get them for free, like on your phone. So they have the cube series. Uh, so I played cube birthday and cube theater. So the game is going to be kind of in that kind of vein. Okay. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's kind of something that I've been sort of interested in since uh, since I was playing on the NES, like Shadowgate, Deja Vu, Uninvited. Um, even like, oh man, uh, there was a lot of this stuff was like early PC games. This is a, these are some of the games that I kind of grew up when uh, I was like a kid. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, there was a game called I think it was called Last Half of Darkness. And I, I don't remember if it was the last half of darkness, but the last half of darkness was also like a point and click adventure game. This one was from, I want to say Epic games, the people who did unreal, the people who create the unreal engine, uh, Cliff Blazinski, who did gears of war. I think this is one of his first games. Hmm. And I got last half of darkness, uh, as like a shareware thing. If you're old enough to remember shareware, uh, that was kind of uh, a way to like, you know, pay $5 and get a game like at a electronic game store. There's, so I'm, I'm just looking um, into, you know, the past within there's a, a Reddit post on how to play this game when you don't have friends. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> so it's co-op only. Yeah. Yeah. Like you said, one person experiences the, the past and one is the future. Right. Um, that's, so, that's actually pretty interesting how to do it. And um, because essentially you're given like um, a collection of symbols. Mm-hmm. So like you have four columns of symbols that you have to rotate through and you have to put them in the correct position in order to unlock things. Yeah. So to have that kind of figured out that uh, that sounds that sounds out of control. This is this is funny. So, um, what is your development cycle right now for for the game that you guys are working on? So we have already gone through and have done the layout. So we know where the game is going to take place. Okay. We know the 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 gist of what's gonna like kind of like the major major story beats we don't have like a lot of the details mm-hmm. uh really kind of fleshed out but we kind of know where we want to take it and at this point we're going into like very very rough um i guess asset creation mm-hmm. in order to start getting something put on the screen okay and interacted with 
Um, the the hardest thing is coming up with the puzzles. So um, basically, with these kind of games, you basically have to stash random items inside of like the world, and you have to kind of traverse through each of these different rooms, find them, and some items uh, open up things in other places in the in the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of them need to be combined with other things. Some of them unlock other things, that kind of stuff. Okay. And so trying to come up with puzzles that kind of, um, they're not. You want them to be a little bit to... challenging, but very rewarding. Yeah. Right, right? So it's, uh, it's, it's one of those type of games where you're, you're basically rewarded for uh, exploring and experimentation. Okay. You know, you may not necessarily be uh, pushed into where, where you need to go, but you know that in this type of game, you're presented with a scenario. You're looking at a living room. You're looking at items inside of the living room, and you kind of, like, click around, tap around to kind of see what you can interact with, what happens when you do things, you know, stuff like that. So the game will give you feedback every once in a while to let you know, hey, like, tapping on this does something. Like, what happens if I keep tapping it? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what happens if I tap on a you know a specific item in the room? Like what happens? And then as you know, things start to kind of unravel. You start getting more things to uh, to interact with other things inside of the game. Okay, okay. And you said this is uh, mobile only right now. Uh, it's going to be on Unity, so whatever Unity supports, it'll probably get pushed out on whatever. Okay, that's cool. That's cool. When do you think um, you'll be in like a testable state? Not even going to say anything like that. <laughs> You're like, I'm not, I'm not killing I'm myself not, right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, when it's, when it's ready, I guess. Damn, dude, um, you, you, you apply for a job at Blizzard? Absolutely not. <laughs> I'm so fucking oh, ready when it's ready. That's cool, man. That's cool. Uh, well, let me know if you need anything. Uh, or if you want, if you need just another hand one time, testing, whatever, uh, I'm here. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, she's a, she's a UI UX type of person. So she's all about testing user yeah, feedback, yeah. that kind of shit. So for sure. Yeah. That could be fun. Oh <laughs> shit. Um, all right. So let's <laughs> say that was a lot of time dedicated to Sonic, uh, the death of Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah. Uh, next up we have, so this is, this actually is going to link to something else. Um, whether or not we know it. Uh, so Asus uh, announces a competitor to the Steam Deck, the mm-hmm. ROG Ally. Looks Currently, it seems it looks kind of neat. It's supposed to be powerful. Um, supposed to launch. None of this. I don't think any of this is official. Mm-hmm. I know. I think there's a couple of creators. Uh, Linus from Linus Tech Tips, I think, has a video up. I haven't seen it. Yeah. But it does look like he did something with the ROG Ally. Um, he claims he's the second person, only the second person, to have had a hands-on with this. I'm yeah. assuming he's the only person right now. Um, but the leak is saying that the ROG Ally from Asus should be released sometime in October. And there's supposed to be two models with two colors, white and black, and a 512 and a one terabyte version of the ROG Ally. Uh, 649, 899, respectively. So, you know, 649 for 512. Uh, let's, 
Just break it down. Six fifty and nine hundred dollars. Yeah. It's I, I don't it's how much was the Steam Deck? The Steam Deck was much was a bit cheaper than that, right? It was cheaper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I this is seems like it's trying to trying to go for the premium market. You know what I mean? I don't know how effective that's gonna be. Um well, it is a it is a Windows handheld. So like mm. yeah, it's supposed to just uh, one be very competitive with the the Steam Deck. Um, so you, any, any windows application, any fucking windows game should be able to run on it. Um, at least in like some mid to low fidelity. Um, when they released it, uh, they put up like a video or a website or something on April fools. And it came off as an April fools joke. Even their marketing video for it, uh, is very tongue in cheek. Really? Yeah. It was really hard to tell. Like, is this a fucking real product? And then the next day, like they put up like I think the whole site, and you're just like, "Holy shit, this is fucking real." Okay, um, it's one of these things. Got it. Yeah. Uh, much unlike the razor, um, face shaver that they did, like a whole manscape type of ad where somebody took a mouse and was like shaving their face, and then the next mm-hmm. day they came out and they were like, "That's that's not real." Aces, however, said this is very real. I didn't pay attention to any of the April Fool's stuff because, <laughs> like, I, I just... They're all corny I, I as fuck, dude. Yeah. It's so corny. Mm. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I I will probably avoid this since I already have a Steam Deck. There's no reason for me to have another fucking handheld. I already have, like... No, I get it. Yeah, I get it. I got yeah. too much shit. So I guess, I guess the, the point being is that if you haven't... If you haven't climbed aboard the Steam Deck hype train yet, mm-hmm. ROG Ally may be a more premium alternative to the Steam Deck. Um, but I, I, I honestly, like, I would wait. This is going to be hard with FOMO. But I would wait until this is, this is out, like legit out uh, for, for like two, three months. To have people get in their hands, you're gonna have the marketing people come and and push and you know put out whatever bullshit yeah. that you know Asus wants you to hear about the the ROG ally before it gets released. Yeah, I would even I would wait, wait and, for dudes like Taki Udon to get a hold of this thing and tear it apart. Because that dude, right? yeah, that dude is all about like uh, Windows based handhelds, fucking Android handhelds, Linux hand handhelds, all these retro gaming. Th- he has touched every fucking handheld he gets beta test uh access to a lot of handhelds as they come out so he's gonna know uh probably what sucks about it and what's awesome about it i would i would wait for his review um, that's what's yeah and if that's if that's three months before he can get his hands on one um you know or maybe even wolfed in that that dude does a lot of these handheld reviews yeah um and and it's a, it's a lot of money man it's a, it's lot, a lot of, of fucking money, money. um yeah so so let let a YouTuber uh uh waste their money on it and and look for someone uh who who is not getting paid to make a proper positive review. Uh watch for someone mm-hmm. who 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 is in this scene because they love it and let them fuck with it and tell you what's good and bad. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. Uh I'm going to I'm going to skip it unless unless it comes out and everybody's like this thing is uh like having a laptop in your hands is shits on the steam deck. If the reviews come out and they're fucking awesome, I'll sell my fucking steam deck and I'll just get this. But uh, yeah, I, I can't imagine that it's yeah. going to be 
you know. Probably not. Yeah. There was, oh man, I remember, I think it was, oh, what was it, 2000, I think it was early 2000s, like 2000, 2004, five, something around there. Uh, I think it was Dell. I think it was Dell. Uh, they had created like this handheld, it was like a handheld, uh, like handheld PC mm. is I think what it was. Like it ran Windows. Um, and I think it had like a hardware keyboard or something like that. Uh, yeah. And it was meant to be like a portable PC that you use. Like this was back before, like, you know, iPads or any of that kind of shit uh, was out. That's that's what kind of like this whole revolution of like the Nintendo Switch, the Steam Deck, and now the ROG Ally. A lot of these, um, I guess, alternative handheld computers that have been coming out recently, like, you know, they're meant to like some of them are meant to be kind of like emulation machines. Um, but this like the Steam Deck and the Ally seem to be like one of the big boy like this is meant to be like a fucking gaming machine. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. So. Very interesting. Stuff. Yeah. Nothing, nothing about productivity in this thing. It's just all, it's all games really fucking ruin your life. Get it. Dig, dig deep in there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the next one that you have on the list, I was literally just talking to my friend about old school, uh, GameCube games and Nintendo 64 games that I didn't get to play. And he brought up Pokemon stadium and like mm-hmm. no shit. The next day they go, Hey, by the way, Pokemon Stadium is coming out on Nintendo Switch Online with the expansion pass. Um, so if you missed out on it like I did when I was a kid, uh, because it was always checked out at Blockbuster, it will be available uh, April 12th. Um, yep. I don't know how that's going to work, because didn't you have to import your Pokemon into Pokemon Stadium from like the Game Boy games or something like that? So uh, I think... Oh, there was there was something. I think this is supposed to have like Gen one through three or some shit like mm-hmm. that. Like it's like a hundred and something Pokemon. I, I don't know how they're. I, I remember hearing some discourse about about how that was going to work. Uh, there was, I think, some speculation that there was a. Uh, well, I forget what they called it. Um, it was like a some sort of link feature. It was yeah. just a. And how did you do this? Was this with like a GBA? I yeah, I think you had I think you had to use like a link cable attachment or something like that back in the day to transfer. So yeah, so I I think there was some speculation that Nintendo had uh reverse engineered the the link cable stuff Mm -hmm. uh in order to support this, but I'm not I'm not too sure how that's gonna work out. I haven't seen the I'm assuming that Nintendo did uh, some sort of like a marketing video for this. I haven't watched it, so I don't know if there's just going to be, you know, a hundred and something Pokemon just out the gate or what. Oh, yeah, you had to have a transfer pack back in the day. Okay, um, so this was like this was like an, an N64 like thing. Yeah, so the people are saying that the Game Boy features will work in the new Pokemon Stadium for Switch. I'm not going to click on any of these and dig into them, but apparently, like you said, uh, there has been a lot of effort from the Pokemon company and Nintendo to bring back some of that functionality. So that's kind of cool. So maybe you'll get to experience it uh, similar to like how it, it was back in the day. 
yeah this this sounds uh okay so you can't transfer any of your own pokemon into the game uh okay uh so uh I, I this is this is also something that i read i wasn't since i i've never played the game i didn't yeah. understand but apparently since you can't transfer any pokemon into the game mm -hmm. you have to rely on what's called rental teams Ooh. yeah um so i guess this is not going to be as kind of tailored to like your favorite pokemon kind of thing kind of like how the original was yeah which sounds kind of shit but um i did, I did see some people kind of disappointed because they, they were not a fan of the rental teams apparently yeah yeah i mean they're you you don't get to pick the moves you don't get to like have the the pokemon set the exact way that you want them to be uh or even get the pokemon that you wanted so could be kind of shit uh and that could leave your your uh your team with a lot of um weak points you know yikes well yeah. uh i guess we'll see yeah that's only a couple days yep. away what is that the ninth? so you got three days yeah so yeah so by the time this uh, podcast drops it'll be wednesday i think of next week so in a couple of days yeah yeah not too bad uh man so you went you went this week and you checked you checked out the mario movie i have yet to check watch it, it. Mm -hmm. um been a busy fucking weekend. Uh, you liked it, right? I thought it was good. I mean, I understand why the critics hate it. Mm -hmm. There, there isn't a lot. There isn't a whole lot to the movie. Oh, you know, yeah. um, if you think about it, it's they have to really speed through like an origin story. They have to really quickly introduce. A shitload um, of characters. Yeah. So you're quickly introduced in, to Peach, who, uh, I'm not going to spoil that, but she also has her own backstory. Nice. Uh, very quick, though. This is like a very quick backstory. Um, the Mushroom Kingdom, I mean, you get introduced to like uh, the, the Tracker Toad character, right? Mm -hmm. uh, not a whole bunch of like information there. You don't really get a whole a huge glimpse into Bowser and what he's all about. Um and it just it comes at you really fast. You got really the whole, fast. You got all of the Kongs in there. Yes. Yes. Um, so you have to you have to deal with uh I think Cranking Kong, uh Donkey Kong for sure. Like they have speaking parts. And then they introduce some of the Donkey other Donkey Kong country kind of like uh kongs but mm -hmm. very 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 Wait. briefly okay it's like a cameo type thing you got you got the penguin kingdom you have rainbow yeah. road you have uh fast travel systems i mean this is all just stuff that i picked up from like the fucking uh, trailer i mean that's and that's basically it that's yeah. basically it it's you know it, it's just basically how all of the nintendo games play out mm -hmm. You know, um, Bowser's behind something. Mario has to stop Bowser mm -hmm. in some way. Uh, this time, uh, Peach isn't kidnapped, uh, per se. Uh, he seems to be wanting to take over 
you know, mm-hmm. the the entire the entire world. Um, so ninety minutes, um, and then uh, and then it's over with. There's not a whole lot of substance, but if you've been a fan for you know as long as I have, like I remember Mario One. Like as one of the first pivotal games that I remember playing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot in there for for me to enjoy. Yeah. There's a lot of Easter eggs. If you've grown up uh, as a Nintendo fanboy, uh, especially as long as I or you know you have, mm-hmm. uh, you're gonna recognize a ton of shit. There's a ton of Easter eggs all over the place, all over the place. A lot of things that are said. You know, just crap in the background, uh, allusions to all kinds of other things, like you'll immediately get. And so this that's is the type just of shit like, I like though in a movie. Yeah. So that's why currently right now you have the critic score so low compared to like the user the mm-hmm. user score, right? The user score is I think in the high nineties. The critic score is like in the fifties. Yeah. And so if you look at it through a critical lens, there's a lot to fault for the you know the movie. But as a fan, somebody who's grown up with Nintendo, grown up with Mario, you know, somebody who remembers the fucking wizard wizard movie. Oh, my God. Not realizing that it was like a Super Mario Brothers three, just like marketing, you know, yeah. marketing scheme. God damn that. Movie I was thought so good. I was just like Mario fucking three, the fucking pinnacle of video games. Yeah. So exciting. You know and what you, I mean? You watch him get that fucking flute and he's doing the warp trick and you're just like, what? the Yeah. Fuck? Yeah. Yeah. You know, like that, like that shit. That was my shit back in the Mm -hmm. day. Like, I remember, I remember watching that shit. I don't remember if I saw it in theaters. Like, it's so long. Like, my old ass brain don't remember stuff like that no more. I don't remember if I saw it in theaters. I sure as hell rented rented the VHS tape, at least. That's for sure. I rented that motherfucker multiple times. That scene where that kid comes out and he's got the fucking power glove on and he goes, it's the power glove. It's bad. And I, was I like, guarantee, I guarantee that's the <laughs> entire reason I even had my parents buy a power glove for me when I was yep. little. I had a power so glove. Cool. That bitch was so cool. Right? Until you actually used it. There, it, was like, it, yeah. it was a shit product. What was the it other really show? Was. Captain N? Captain N. I remember Captain yeah. N. And yeah. he had the power glove and he had a... I remember taking, because he had a fucking um, a D-pad, he had the controller as a belt buckle and he would like press it to get like super jump and stuff like that in the in the show i cut the fucking cord off of my controller and fashioned (laughs) it to my belt dude i got Uh, fucking whooped (laughs) (laughs) i got my ass beat but i was like dude i can i can power jump um yeah real fucking dumb (laughs) uh idiot child so right we had the mario movie fucking raked in uh right so much money yeah so much money the domestic the domestic take right now uh i don't know if the numbers are official over 200 million dollars in the u.s god damn over 350 million dollars worldwide i think they're saying this is one of the biggest animated movie openings ever yeah this beats out anything that pixar's ever done anything disney's ever done that's crazy that's crazy crazy. i i think they've they've already kind of um 
obviously they you know when i saw it that was day one they have allusions to a sequel already and i have a feeling they actually um did a five-day opening compared to like opening this on a friday Maybe maybe part of the Good Friday thing. I don't know. Like I think there was yeah, a whole. I don't. I don't think any any kids actually went to school that Friday. Nope. But uh, I think they were so confident that this thing was going to rake in piles of money that they wanted to open this a few days earlier. And I think this is why. Yeah. They knew it was going to just fucking rake in tons of money. So. It's probably one of the biggest marketing campaigns for a movie I've seen in a very long time. Every fucking yeah. company. I mean, like. People are making bath bombs of the question mark uh, block <laughs> that when mm-hmm. you dissolved them in your bathtub, it made your bathtub just look like piss, like literal fucking piss water. Um, there were Build-A-Bear uh, with Yoshi and all this other stuff that came with like hoodies that had the Mario t-shirt that's being sold for the movie at like GameStop was the hoodie that you got for Yoshi. Um, and, Those like, were every- terrible t-shirts. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But they had um, every fucking place I went to had something involved with the release of the movie. Do you know what I'm upset about? What? I'm upset that McDonald's doesn't have a Happy Meal. Yeah, featuring featuring it, the characters. It's probably because they just did one. Uh, did uh, yeah, like a couple months ago. It was. Oh, it was when they first announced the movie. They had Happy Meals for it. Because we we went and we bought a shitload of them, hoping to try to get like different characters, and all I ever got was Luigi, over and over and over again. It's the Mario Kart Luigi. I I want to say that I think, I think those are those are time based. I don't remember if they were ever supposed to be um, for the movie. No, 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 no like like randomized. Yes, because uh, I because I think I remember back in the day when they were doing a Mario a Super Mario Brothers 3 push at McDonald's i think you had to come back uh, obviously this was like decades ago right yeah. this was like 25 30 years ago so i want to say that during that time you had to come back over and over again but you couldn't do it in the same trip mm-hmm. like i i think i remember cuz i remember complaining um to my mom about receiving like the same character or something like that or receiving a character i didn't want Mm -hmm. and i made my mom complain to the person behind the fucking drive-through window and the person behind there explained that they only receive a certain one oh and so you had to come back multiple times Uh, i don't know how often they switched it up but you had to come back multiple times now again this might be different uh, I know they did that with Pokemon cards. Or I think that was probably just random. That was you know, random. you had to just, yeah. 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 Um, so I don't know. I, I doubt they have just like a fucking, you know, a carton, a pallet in the back where just like a random amount. It kind of feels like they would probably ship them uh, slowly over time. Yeah. Maybe all McDonald's get like know. daily or every other day type of delivery. I mean, they go through products so fast they can't. Right. Yeah. So I, that's anecdotal. That that doesn't mean shit. So, yeah. I don't if you know. if you guys work at McDonald's, leave a comment below. Let us know how it fucking works. Uh, I'd like to know if it's changed. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure. I'm Do sure one of our viewers works at McDonald's or has worked at McDonald's. Pretty sure. Yeah. But fucking 350 million worldwide. That's fucking crazy. That's a crazy shitload of money. Um, kudos to them. You know, they. I, I feel like yeah. Nintendo's uh, breaking it in with the whole Mario stuff. They got the the two Mario theme parks now. 
Yes, they do. Uh, the movie. Uh, yeah. I, I, I feel like the next big thing that they do just, it, it has to blow the fucking doors off. Everybody's just going to, you know, start to feel kind of weird about them. Well, Miyamoto is kind of opened the door for um, a Mario sequel. Everybody's shitting their pants because Miyamoto said like, uh, you know, we'll announce the next Mario game at a Nintendo direct, you know, like no, no shit. Yeah. Of course. Of course, the next Mario is going to be announced at a Nintendo Direct. Yep. But the, I think the fact that Miyamoto even acknowledged the fact that a Mario game, you know, would be announced, you know, sometime between now and like, you know, 2030 or something like that, yeah. you know, gets gets people, <laughs> it gets, gets people, people like, yeah, yeah. So hopefully, hopefully we get something else Mario related. It seemed like we got shit for the, the anniversary. Mm-hmm. That was a few years back. We got the... What Super Mario Brothers ninety nine or Super Mario thirty? I think that was the thirtieth anniversary. I don't fucking yeah, remember. Yeah, yeah, the thirtieth anniversary, and then you got the uh, limited release physical edition and digital edition of the Super Mario Brothers sixty four, Mario sixty four, and something else. Uh, yeah, it was sixty four. Oh, and I think it was Galaxy, uh, Galaxy, Galaxy, and Sunshine, Sunshine. Yep, yeah, the three pack, and uh, that was that was a big fucking blunder. I think on there, and they should have just kept that motherfucker in print, but. No shit. What a bunch of dumbasses. Oh, um, speak, speaking of, before we move on, speaking okay. of Sunshine, uh, they do have uh, Illumily in, uh, oh, in, yeah, the, yeah, Mario he's in the cage. Talking uh, shit, dude. God damn. That was the best part of the, like, every time that motherfucker showed up, I was just like, <laughs> fucking love this thing. Fucking love this thing. Shit, dude, I might try to talk. Like, uh, sweet release, you know, like that kind of stuff. I was just yeah. like, like, God damn. <laughs> I might have to I go watch it. it this week, dude. Also, uh, no less than I think three Nintendo switch, uh, commercials before the start of the movie. They were, they were just pumping out just like by Nintendo switch by Nintendo switch. I don't blame them. I don't blame them. I still can't believe they're releasing new versions of the Nintendo switch. Like right. variants. So they have that Mario one that just came out like right right before the Mario movie. It's got like that deep red on it on the controllers. So oh, shit's yeah, yeah, sick yeah. as fuck. Um so, you know, and obviously yeah. we got the Zelda uh got Tears Zelda of the one coming one out coming out, yeah. For sure. Speaking of fucking consoles, dude. This one this one this next thing fucking irks me a little bit with uh Microsoft blocking emulators right. and retail mode on their they're I'm uh, upset. X series. Yeah. And here's why I'm upset. I spent so much time figuring out how to like get into the discord, how to um, get notified whenever the retail apps were up, figured out how to like, I even launched Microsoft fucking edge yep. on my machine so I could get all of my bookmarks just right so that way I could sync it up with the with the Xbox Series console and that way I could go there and download the the emulators and install them and make sure I ran them once so that way like when the when the you know when the apps eventually got kicked out of the store mm-hmm. that I would I would already have like the license generated to continue using it to that end I never got to the point where I was actually like FTPing into the machine and sending in ROMs, um, BIOS files, any of that stuff. Yep. I think I might have played some of the game ports once or twice. Yep. So, fuck. 
is all I gotta say. Yeah. So the way it worked, and this has gone through a couple of revisions over the course of I don't fucking know a couple of years, I think, uh, since the Series X has been released. Mm-hmm. So it used to be that you could create uh, was it UWP? So it's like Universal Windows Program. Oh, I forget what it's called. Um, but it's basically the um, kind of like the the wrapper around uh, apps for the Microsoft Windows Store. Mm-hmm. Uh, so everything that you play through uh, Game Pass is wrapped up in a U- UWP okay. uh, container. So that's how Microsoft kind of like sandboxes the game. Uh, it makes trying to mod your game almost impossible. Fucking garbage. That's why, like, I still prefer Steam versions of games when when possible. Like, you cannot backup save games uh, on Game Pass games because the way they work is that when you when you download when you download the game and create save files, they're encrypted and then stashed away somewhere. Okay. So, in order for you to back them up, so for example, like as I've been doing reviews. There are some games that have very limited save slots. Resident Evil 4 Remake, just like the original game, only has 20 slots you can save your game in. Now, in order for me to have, you know, tons of saved games so that way I can go back and, you know, maybe like run performance or, you know, recheck certain things, you know, uh, later on after my playthrough is complete, I only have 20 save slots. So if I want to have like a whole bunch of save slots, in order for me to kind of have like a really good um, collection of games throughout like varying parts so that I can go back easily without having to replay a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah. It's so easy to do on Steam because you you have access to, yeah, you have access to those files. You can back them up and then you can rewrite them over again. Mm -hmm. And then you have access to those save files with Microsoft that doesn't work that way. So it sucks. Either way, uh, when you create these UWP files, Microsoft, for whatever reason, had a way to make these apps private where you could only allow certain individuals to download them. I, I would assume like this was kind of like a, a beta testing type of thing where you only wanted specific people to have access to the, to the app. You didn't want everybody to have access to it. So the way that some of these groups were doing is that you would join a Discord server and you would give them your email address and they would add you to the whitelist. So being added to the whitelist meant that you can download this file, you could install it on your Xbox console, and you could run it because you were as you were part of the whitelist. Okay. And I think I don't know if it was still like that, but it seemed like there was an automated way of doing things through the Discord server where you didn't need to give your email address. I think just being part of the Discord server, mm-hmm. uh, maybe use some of Discord's APIs in order to like you know give you grant you access to it or something like that. Um. I don't know how that worked. Um, I think the email address that I have on Discord is different from the one that I have on my Xbox. Either way, it worked for me. I was given a link. I downloaded it, installed it. Good to go. So this is not just Microsoft just kicking the apps off the store. This is like a, a literal error message that you get from now on in retail mode that if you try to launch one of these apps, there is a screen that comes up and tells you that this app violates Microsoft terms of service so and can no longer be launched. It's just like that. So at this point, the Discord server where the retail apps were being uploaded to, they basically have shut that down. They no longer do it. Now, 
you can still boot up your Xbox console into dev mode and install the apps. Yep. Microsoft says that they're not going to touch the dev portion of this. But you have to pay $20. It's a one-time fee, but you have to pay Microsoft $20 in order to get access to the dev portion of the Xbox Series console. It's a little bit more, I guess, limited. You have limited, you have limited access to the hardware. I don't know if that's going to make a difference for emulators in dev mode versus retail mode. I don't know if retail mode offers any kind of performance benefits for using emulators in retail mode. It doesn't seem like it. But now, if you want to access emulators on your Series X or Series S console, you have to pay Microsoft their $20. You have to launch your Series X console in dev mode, which means you can no, you can no longer play your games on the retail side. Yep. You have to literally like switch modes and basically relaunch, uh, restart the series console. Yep. So it's it's, it's not quite as seamless. Yeah, it's cumbersome basically. Because yeah. I when when I first started to put emulators on my on my Xbox Series S, uh, it was only available in dev mode, mm-hmm. and so I was going back and forth between dev mode and retail mode, and um, it was making it annoying to try to do anything with game pass because you couldn't play game pass games in dev mode and you couldn't do anything with emulators in dev mode and it it caused it to have like a lot of conflicts again this is really early in the xbox series s uh uh life cycle so like i don't know how they fix all that shit i do know that uh when they added the emulators to the regular mode to the retail mode it made it a lot easier for users to just go ahead and put those on there and you know, emulate their games and create in-home arcades. It's kind of, that's what everybody wanted to fucking do. We just put a bunch of main cabinet bullshit on these things and GameCube and, you know, Wii and all this other yeah. stuff. Uh, consoles that are fucking dead and they just want to have access to their fucking files. Uh, specifically stuff like GameCube, like we talked about before. Yeah. The hardware is dying. Same with the Wii. Like you, you can't do anything with it. Uh, the hardware just fails over time. So, being able to take your files, your games, and bring them over to the Xbox and just play them seamlessly uh, in an arcade fashion, you know, going into like RetroArch or something like that and just launching them was kind of nice. Uh, it sucks that Xbox has um, changed their mind on this and taken that away from people. Um, the the only thing else that, I say, that I'll say about it is okay. that there is something going around right now where it claims that somebody who works for Microsoft got this information from a a support person, something like that. They're placing the blame on Nintendo. They're placing the blame on Nintendo. And uh, there was a copy and paste of a supposed email saying that Nintendo is concerned about software that's running on the Xbox Series consoles, that are emulating hardware that is still under, uh, I forget what the phrase that they used. Um, but I, I think what they, I think what they were basically implying is that Dolphin is kind of the emulator. I think that they were kind of concerned about. Mm. Well, um, companies cannot be sued and and creators of emulators cannot be sued anymore because of a fucking 
lawsuit that Sony lost back in the day, which is why emulators are rampant now. True. So uh, like, I don't really think it's 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 about the users being sued. I think it's more about Nintendo giving Microsoft a hard time. Yeah, because they're like, you're supporting this process of taking yeah. taking. And, it is is it a it's a direct competitive issue when their console can emulate the console of a competitor's, and that's probably what the fucking problem is. Right, because it's a I console war and a, and a a software war, right, between the, the three main companies. I don't even think it's possible to like play Switch games. Like the I forget the was it the Ryujin and I forget what the I forget what the other fucking emulator is. I don't think that those are viable for the Xbox Series game uh, consoles. But I mean, who fucking knows? Yeah, who knows? Uh, yeah, because I mean, you can get the source code of that stuff, and if if you're a fucking genius, you can probably make it work but you know the, the yeah, original decks I, like. I i have a feeling uh i have a feeling if you were smart enough uh the only the only thing i will say though is uh for the uwp stuff i know back in the day mm-hmm. before microsoft went kind of like windows ish mm-hmm. on the xbox consoles you had to have access to the uh was it uh the xbox sdk which was not an open source. Uh, it was not a public, publicly available thing. Um, Homebrew that was on the original Xbox console, and I want to say even on the Xbox 360, that was proprietary software. Mm-hmm. So distributing those apps was illegal, was literally illegal. It's not because that they were emulators. It's because it contained code within it. That was oh, proprietary to okay, Microsoft. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it had nothing to do with the software itself. Um, that what the software was trying to do okay. it was the fact that you, you you needed to use closed source proprietary software the xbox sdk in order to distribute these uh software packages okay okay and <laughs> yeah and you're, getting fucking, you're getting yeah. in the weeds there yeah uh because when i was uh back in the day uh when i had an xbox that um was modified uh mm-hmm. soft modded in order to get like access to the emulators for the Xbox console, you needed to go to like an IRC channel where you would sit in, uh, paste command, which would give you access to an FTP server mm-hmm. that you would have to log in, and you would have to download the apps that way. Uh, they would not last very long if they were uh, publicly available yeah. on the internet. Yeah, that shit gets shut down real fast. Yeah, dude. Uh, I mean, this is this is this sucks. Um, It sucks that Microsoft is pulling this. You know, I get why they're doing it. Uh, Anything where you're having to deal with Nintendo, as most content creators know, uh, is pretty. Yeah, it's pretty fucking hard. They come at you hard and fast. Uh, They'll take your shit down. Um, Even Wood recently, when he posted that video of him with his (laughs) uh, uh, the the Legend of Zelda, yeah, the 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 Tears of the Kingdom. Tears of the Kingdom. Yeah, he's got the the new Switch, the new o, OLED. Uh, way before anybody else, months before anybody else. Um, he had it before they even put up the pre-order and announcement for it. And the motherfucker had it at his house. And I honestly thought it was sponsored by Nintendo. I thought his video was sponsored by Nintendo. Yeah, I thought I thought somehow he became uh, act. 
because I remember the video that came out. I think it was like during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had been kicked out of yep. the um, the Nintendo the, Ambassador what, Program. Yeah, the Nintendo Ambassador Program. Yep. Um, by the way, I'm not gonna lie. I can't stand most of the Nintendo ambassadors. By the way, <laughs> ah, damn. Well, it's because I I've mean never, they they have to they have, have to like play the fucking it. bullshit. I get it. I get it. I just I I I've not cannot stand people who are just blowing the fuck like they are just they're just taking it all in the face and yeah. swallowing every yeah. last drip yeah. Yeah, of Nintendo bullshit. They Holy they are paid. Shit. Well, not paid, but like they get stuff. They to be get ultra stuff. They get boys. free games. Yeah, they get packages. They get you know like um you know press kits and shit like that. I get it, but goddamn, goddamn, it's got to be weird to be put in a position where you feel like you no longer have freedom of speech and creative outlet on the content that you you have because you have you you don't have a script, but essentially you have a script. Here's here's a lot of shit you're not allowed to say. Yeah, go forth and just, make content. So I just, I just can't stand those people. Like it yeah. just, they just never seem to have any kind of like real objective mm-hmm. opinion when mm-hmm. it comes to anything involving like Nintendo content. Mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm just tired of all the dick sucking, man. I'm like <laughs> Jesus Christ, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh uh, shit. Uh, Fucking hell. Yeah, I get it, but still, just like, uh, is it worth it? So. I'm sure it's worth it for them. Yeah. I'm, I'm probably, it's, I bet you it's lucrative. Mm-hmm. I'm just not going to watch any of their content. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, it's not for us. Yeah. Um, Either well. way. Good so, for them. Good that for was, them. that was supposed to be, that was supposed to be some quick topics. It seems like we talked <laughs> way more about those. I think some of the main topics we're probably going to breeze fucking through. Yeah. 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 So we got, we got uh, our Xbox game pass stuff for April uh, has yes. been pushed out. So, I'll let you this, roll through these. These seem like some pretty good games. Some good games. Uh, these are not all officially uh, announced by Microsoft yet. I think these are supposed to be expected or um, leaked uh, games. I think Microsoft has only has only done like a few of these. But uh, so this has already been passed April fourth. EA Sports PGA Tour, a ten dollar, not a ten dollar, uh, excuse me, ten hour trial. Through, I'm assuming, like the EA Play thing on uh, Game Pass uh, for console. So, if you're in a sports game, I think they just had the Masters, I think, uh, just this past weekend. So, if you're into that shit, uh, you got a 10 hour trial for EA Sports PGA Tour. Goat Simulator, I think, left this, left the Game Pass and now is returned back. So, just a whole bunch of kooky fun, a sandbox simulator where you're a fucking goat, just causing trouble for cloud console and PC. Loop Hero is a roguelite. I don't. I don't even know how to describe it. You played the um, fuck out of this game. I did. I played the fuck out of Loop Hero. Um, I never got very far because it didn't feel like I was very good at it. But it's supposed to be a roguelite. Um, tower, tower defense. I don't think that that doesn't fucking. No, make it's sense. like so you build you build content as you go through the loop, and you keep making your loop larger and more intricate yeah, as you right. move through. And as yeah, you, you get a map, stuff, yeah, and you gotta like place some things down in order to make like your your traversal. Like you have to make loops around a, a specific map, mm-hmm. and um, depending on the tiles that you walk through, can like make 
uh, enemy encounters harder or easier. And so you have to strategically, you know, alter the tiles and things like that uh, in order to order to be successful in order to get to the end game and it's a roguelite because you know like the all of the extra tiles and all the extra shit that you pick up along the way you were you then start with uh on your next playthrough uh pretty decent game i bought it i think right around release time yep and i gave it i gave the fuck up because i was terrible at the game <laughs> um, but that's available for cloud console and pc available now april 6th which was a couple of a couple days of days ago, ago from now uh, Everspace 2, uh, which is coming out for PC. Um, I don't know what the fuck this is. Uh, but I believe April 6th was the original release date. It's probably like some kind of space sim or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Iron Brigade uh, for cloud and console. Again, I have no fucking idea what we, Iron we talked Brigade about is. Iron Brigade a little bit. That's what the mice and they're doing some shit. It's like. I don't think so. I think this is. Iron Brigade's not the uh, mice? No. Oh, uh, is this song? oh, no, this is definitely not mice. This looks like fucking armored oh. core fucking World War II shit. Holy shit, this is from Double Fine. This is from uh, Tim Schaefer. Oh, and all shit. Those, and all those bastards. So, so what is this? Uh, da, 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 da. It's like a tower defense shooter from Tiff. Sh- yeah. So it's a tower defense game from Tim Schaefer's Double Fine. So it looks if you're a fan of. Good. Double fine games. Um, try it out. It's probably decent. Um, April 12th, which is going to be a couple of days from when this podcast drops. Ghostwire Tokyo is finally coming to Xbox. And April 12th is the date it's coming out. And this, I believe, also coincides with the uh, a spider thread update. The spider thread is supposed to introduce, I think, new areas of the game, new powers and things like that. So if you've already played Ghostwire Tokyo like me, April 12th is probably a day that you're going to want to return to the game to experience some of the new content that's coming out for it. Uh, That's coming out on cloud console and PC on April 12th. So if you haven't played it, I enjoyed the game. If you're into Japanese, if you're a fucking weeb like me, (laughs) you're going to enjoy it. You're going to learn all about yokai. You're going to fucking jutsu, whatever the fuck. Yeah. You know, and you you said the uh, environments are are real to life environments from Japan. Yes. So the part of Tokyo that this game represents apparently is very well modeled uh, compared to the actual location. If you have a significantly powerful PC, this game looks fucking beautiful, Uh, especially if you throw on like things like ray tracing. Oh, yeah. So go check it out. Uh, April 13th, we have NHL 23 from EA Play on the console. You like hockey. uh, That's probably the game for you. Uh, April 18th, we have Minecraft Legends uh, for cloud console and PC. And this is, it's a, I think this is the strategy game. Yes. I think this is the one that we talked about where you can join up, you can have people that build up, uh, you know, tower defenses and things like that. And other people can basically try to, you know, steamroll you. So that actually seems like it's going to be kind of fun. Yeah. Uh, I probably not going to play it. I don't think I have enough people interested that would be. Uh, that will be wanting to play it anyways. Um, it is cross-platform uh, multiplayer, so you can play uh, with your friends on different consoles and shit, so that's kind of nice. Yeah, so that's actually yeah, that's actually pretty nice. Uh, the next one, I'm actually not too sure. Uh, this is going to be on April 21st, uh, Homestead Arcana. 
the Steam page doesn't have a release date. It's only listed as coming soon. So I don't know if this is actually going to drop on April 21st. But uh, Homestead Arcana seems to be kind of a a witch-inspired farming simulator kind of thing. Uh, it seems like it's 3D-based, so it's not like a top-down, like, sprite tile-based or anything like that. Um, seems, it looks it looks pretty decent. Yeah. Um, it it so. looks like, uh, what is that? It looks like Genshin Impact a little bit, but, like, not as pretty. Yeah. Uh, and it's it's witches and stuff. So witches and witches and farming. So yeah. witches love farming. Dude, witches sure. fucking love farming. They love farming and eating children. So Hell yeah. This next one I'm kind uh, of pumped about. It looks really good. Are you? Uh so the next one is cassette beasts. Like uh I don't know anything about cassette beasts. So tell me It looks me like about... a fucking old school Pokemon game. Uh does so, it? Yeah. So you have the the ability to like go around and you have monsters and shit that it looks like I'm guessing it's monster recruitment. Um and I I, I looked at it originally cuz I was like, "Ooh, cassettes and beast. Is this like that cassette transformer from you know, that he popped like fucking wolves and eagles and shit in cassette form out of his chest. I forget what the fuck his name was." I thought it was going to be that, but um, it looks like you go into turn-based combat and you use a a cassette uh, player to send commands to your your minions so that they fight. Um, it's pixel-based. It looks really cool. Uh, if you it like Pokemon, really uh, the OG Pokemons uh, that were in color, yeah. uh, you might like this. This, um, yeah, this that kind of looks like what they're going for. So. Yeah. And it's, For sure. it, it has, um, a kind of an aspect of, um, God damn, what was that? Uh, Link's awakening. It, it has that kind mm. of sort of voxel style to it, but more flat. So I don't know what yeah, that not, means, but it looks it's, nice. It's, it's definitely not as, as smooth, like, uh, Link's awakening than the, I guess the new one. Yeah. Uh, Link's Awakening, the new one, um, definitely had like a tilt shift kind of aesthetic to it. Uh, very glossy kind of um, shiny characters. This one is not that. Yeah, this I is think it, it has. Yeah, this one is definitely more pixel aesthetic compared to Link's Awakening. Well, Link's Awakening didn't have a, a pixel aesthetic. No. Uh, but it feels like it's the same kind of perspective. Uh, so it feels similar, uh, except the world itself is pixelated. So I'm um, pretty close to it, though. Um, that is coming out on the 26th. And then finally, on April 27th, we have the la- the the, la- the last case of Benedict Fox, which is coming out for cloud console and PC. Cassette Beast is PC only, by the way. Oh. Uh, the last case of Benedict Fox. Uh, this one looks interesting. Yeah, this, this looks like looks some Lovecraft shit. Yeah, so it looks like very, it's like a side-scrolling, uh, Lovecraftian kind of game. Yeah. So it it seems like it's probably going to be more... Uh, it says it's, it's a it's Metroidvania. A Metroidvania, Roguevania, mm-hmm. RPG-ish. So uh, Lovecraftian um, aesthetics mixed with Metroidvania, RPG-ish elements, uh, Roguevania is the tags that they have used for it. They, they say atmospheric. So if you want like a moody game, I'm assuming that 
the last cases of Benedict Fox is probably going to be up your alley. So you can go check that out. Again, that's April 27th on cloud. Console. April 27th. Correct. Yeah. And so, uh, so that was, that's Xbox for April, 2023. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up we have humble bundle choice. So, uh, if you are subscribed to Humble Bundle, uh, these are the games I believe they are unlocked now. Uh, the first one up is the biggest one, I guess you could say, is Death Stranding Director's Cut. This is the first output uh, from Kojima's uh, studio since he parted ways with uh, Konami, I believe. So Death Stranding is a literal walking simulator um, package package delivery simulator mixed in with crazy Kojima bullshit. So if that's up your alley, if you want to play the game that basically was released, I think like months before the pandemic uh, hit and everybody had to stay home and everybody was stuck inside their house, play the game that kind of, uh, I don't know what you would call it, like predicted um, manifested, some people think. <laughs> yes, yeah, uh, they they said that about a lot of his games that they uh, uh, predict or manifest. There's there's dude a, a lot of bullshit that goes on in the world. The ending of Metal Gear Solid Two mm-hmm. is insane because it warns you about the about the risks of the digital age mm-hmm. and all of the misinformation. Mm-hmm. That's going to come flying out mm-hmm. and and all of the the trouble discerning what's real from what's yeah. fake. Yeah. And that's like that was worse. That was all in. I believe I believe they actually had to change some of the gameplay. I think it had to release later on because the two the, the twin towers went down before the release date. No. And so Metal Gear Solid 2. Metal, that, Ghost, Metal Gear Solid 2 had to make changes to the game because right before it was going to get released, uh, the Twin Towers fell. And so they had to modify some of the, uh, I think, some of the end game. I don't. You might be thinking it's because, 3, maybe. Because no, no, I, no, no. I played, Metal Gear Solid 2 is the one with Raiden in it, right? Yes. But I see, played the thing that, is, is like I, the I end of the game has, uh, it uses live footage. That, no, yes, no, 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 it does. No. When the fuck did Metal Gear Solid, Metal Gear Solid Two, the original release date was November thirteenth, two thousand one. Wow, what the fuck? Yeah. So I I played that after I came back from boot camp. Then. Yes. Wow. So November thirteenth, two thousand one. Okay. And I, it's never been officially confirmed, but because the um, the end sequence takes place in New York. Yep. The video footage that they used. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, the end game also does take place in New York as yeah. well. Uh, I think they had to remove the, uh, I think in the end game, I think like you crash into New York city, uh, as the final boss fight. And I think they had to take out the part where, cause I think the twin towers were somehow involved in the end, in the end game scene, as well as some of the, you know, the New York footage that they yeah. used at the end of the game. So that was wild. Damn, um, that is wild. Yeah. I missed all of that shit. I did too. I only I played Metal Gear, Metal Gear Solid Two like I think like four or five years ago. Really so, fucking good game. It's a really good game. Yeah, really. Even like I I had not heard anything about the game. I did not keep up the discourse. I was still shocked uh, about their Raiden reveal. 
Like, yeah. I got that fresh in my head. I yeah. was like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, I was like, like what the fuck is this son of a bitch? <laughs> okay, so, like, this is the intro, right? I'm like, all right, so I played a snake. Cool, cool, cool. I'm doing the whole thing where I'm swimming, kind of like in reference to Metal Gear Solid 1. Cool, cool, cool. Who the fuck is this riding guy? Oh, I get it. I get it. We're going to switch over to Snake in a little bit. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah. we're going to play a Snake for the rest never of the game. Happens. Never fucking happens. Yeah, it never happens. Never and fucking the happens. Ends, the game ends, and I was just like, oh, I guess we never did get to play a Snake. Yeah. All right. So, fucking Kojima, dude. Um, anyways, enough about Kojima. I'll go play his fucking game. Death Stranding. Um, next up is Aliens Fireteam Elite. Uh, cooperative third-person survival game. Um, <clears throat> if you're into third-person shooters, I guess. Uh, I guess it seems like it'd be fun, but I, I don't know. Like it's a, it's a squad-based. I probably I don't know if it's class-based. I, I think um, doesn't this kind of try to play like um, maybe like a Left 4 Dead-ish? Well, kind of? Yeah, yeah, maybe. Maybe I thought you controlled your squad. Like, hey, go here. Hey, go here. Um, no, I okay. think I think I think when I remember this game, the marketing sequence for this game, uh, it's basically you have other people do it. Uh, I don't okay. think this. I I I don't think uh, this involves. Well, it says you can do single player, so maybe that is possible. Um, but at least all the marketing that they did for this game, I think, involved other people. This game looks good as fuck. It's got hella good reviews. Uh, I think it's worth picking up at least, you know, play through it a little yeah. bit. Uh, fuck. I think, you know, if you got humble, I, I don't, yeah, I don't know what the humble bundle choice price is. I think it's like 12 bucks. Yeah. So if you've never played death stranding or aliens, fire team elite, Hey man, 12 bucks, you get those games and some more that we're going to talk about soon. Yeah. Uh, next up is roller drum. This is, uh, what, what, it, I, I what would you call it? Like a roller skate? Um, what 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 is that? It's like a competitive sport. Yeah the 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 roller roller derby shit. Roller yeah, it's like it's a roller derby with guns. guns. Apparently, <laughs> you just fucking yeah. people up. The art style though is pretty decent. Yeah, I will give it that. It's like uh, what is what is that? It's like Jet Set Radio or Jet Set whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but yeah, yeah, yeah. better. Um, but it has that. It, it has a very uh, old school aesthetic to it, which is, you know, roller derby is like a fucking old sport and, you know, people still right, do right. it, but it, it used to be hype as fuck in like the late eighties, seventies timeframe. Um, uh, and, there's uh, a sediment. There's, <laughs> uh, so it makes sense that they went with like a retro aesthetic for this game. Uh, it does look really cool. Um, I think it would be fun to play. It, uh, has very positive reviews on steam. It's, uh, most of the recent reviews, 95% of uh, people uh, rated it very, very high. There you go. Yeah. Uh, and then we got Life is Strange 2, uh, the complete season. So if you played the first one, uh, I know our friend, uh, we'll just call him J-Rock. Uh, he, he really loves Life is Strange. Uh, I haven't played any of them, but I heard that they're really fucking dope. Uh, so you get the... I agree. Yeah. I enjoyed, I enjoyed being uh, a teenage a teenage girl who was interested in like photography and shit and the first, uh, life is strange. It was fantastic. Didn't, didn't they just remaster life is strange one all the way through. <clears throat> I, I think so. Yeah. Um, I haven't played through the remaster. The, the first one was fine enough. Yeah. It's, it's already, it's already very, 
uh, it's very heavily uh, entrenched in its art style. It's very cohesive too. Um, so, regardless of whether they remastered it or not, I don't know if it. I don't know if it would make a ton of a ton of difference, honestly. Uh, maybe for the maybe for the consoles, for the PCs, I think I think it's just fine. Uh, Life is Strange Two does not pick up from those characters. Um, Life is Strange One and Life is Strange Before the Storm kind of involve those characters. Uh, if you weren't a fan of Life is Strange Colors, mm-hmm. uh, Life is Strange Two uh, is probably not as woke for you people who don't like wokeness. But if you don't like Mexicans, this is probably not for you either. <laughs> Right. Yeah, um, but the the demo that they released for Life is Strange Two mm-hmm. was actually pretty interesting. You are a kid, and I think there's like there's like a domestic thing going on inside the house. You know what I mean? And so you're kind of uh, you're playing as a little kid who kind of is trying to escape from that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Okay. So. I didn't I didn't get to play a whole bunch of the demo, but uh, I think I will go and uh, play Life is Strange 2 uh, since I am subscribed to the Humble Bundle choice. Um, seems pretty interesting. Uh, the characters you play as two brothers. So if you weren't going to play um, that other the first one, because, you know, being a girl was too weird for you, then try being a dude in Life is Strange 2. There you go. Uh, the next one on our list is the life and suffering of Sir Barnett. Bronte? Bronte? Bront. It Sir, is, Sir Bront, maybe? I don't it's know. It's a uh, choose-your-own-adventure visual novel. Um, you play it from the book. Like, it's a literal book, and you it's read it. It's a literal it. book. Yeah. Uh, you get cut scenes. You get all this other shit. Uh, it's got hella good reviews, again. Um, 91, or 89 to 91%, depending on time frame of users rate this very positively uh it's an indie game again choose your own adventure visual novel uh your choices actually matter in this game if you grew up like us with the choose your own adventure books uh and you miss that type of shit uh and you like old medieval kind of looking stuff because this looks like it takes place in the uh early uh 10th century 11th century something like that something like that yeah um Seems like it has a solid art aesthetic as well. Yeah, it looks like it's a parchment paper and ink is what you're going to go. So really cool looking shit. Uh, Give it a try. Monster Prom 2, Monster Camp. Monster Prom uh, had pretty good reviews. I remember people playing the fuck out of that. Uh, I I think it's also a visual novel game. I I didn't even click on this one, Uh, but I just remember people fucking hyping it up. This is no. weird. It, 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 is ca- it calls it calls itself a multiplayer dating sim, yes. which makes me uncomfortable. Um, yeah, and it's. Am I too? I'm too old for this, aren't I? Um, maybe. I don't think this is in like our <clears throat> genre of games that we typically play. Um, I know it has a a huge fucking cult following. Um, again, it's it's very highly rated. Everything that's on this list for Humble Bundle is uh shit that's just popping off right now on steam uh the next one is revita revita um something like that yeah it looks like uh 
a, oh, so this is a dungeon crawler. It to me, it looks like a fucking pixelated, uh, pixel side-scrolling Metroidvania game. But you know, I'm, I'm yeah. That, but. They're calling it a twin stick. Mm. Uh, so this is kind of like a side-scrolling. Uh, I don't know, Smash TV maybe, mm. except with more adventure and roguelike elements and pl- platforming and fishing. So and fishing. So this God, this is weird. So this is this is a twin stick shooter. In the vein of like, uh, was it Mon- Wonder Boy? Yes. Wonder Boy and yeah. Mon- something like that. So it's like a Wonder Boy kind of like pixelated type thing. That's also it's a cute looking. Shooter. Yeah. Looks like it's solid. Yeah. So. And then we got uh, Founder's Fortune, which is a uh, colony sim city builder simulation game. A lot of yeah. strategy type of shit. Um, it kind of looks like a mine- Minecraft Minecraft, if it was uh, Sims Four, I take it back. Yeah, something like that. It's yeah. I, I so the the building itself looked like kind of Minecraft. Mm-hmm. Uh, the animals and the rest of the uh, rest of the area doesn't look like a Minecraft inspired game, but um, yeah, Sim Builder, if, if that's your shit. Yeah, the if you ever played um, Dungeon Defenders, which is a um, I don't think I have first person. Well, it could be third person as well. Um, uh, tower defense game. It's multiplayer. Uh, my wife and I used to play it a lot. It, it has the same aesthetic uh, as this game. Um, kind of neat, kind of goofy. Uh, again, high high scores. Uh, I don't think you're if, if you're a humble bundle subscriber for choice. Uh, some of these games might not be great. Uh, in terms of like gameplay but i think you're gonna kind of win there a little bit with death stranding uh aliens fire team elite and uh life is strange too that those would be my picks out of this shit yeah it's very strong very yeah. strong uh april 2023 lineup for him so good for humble model yeah oh man i'm really excited about this next one we talk about it yeah. occasionally uh, i've been playing them a lot on <clears throat> steam uh, so finally, we get the uh, release date for the Final Fantasy Pixel Remasters on consoles for the Switch and the PS4. Mm-hmm. It's coming out April 19th. And I know this because Square Enix decided to charge me for my shit. Hell yeah. <clears throat> and it seems like they have actually, people were concerned that we were going to get just the Steam versions of the game. But apparently that's not the case. Oh. They've actually made some changes. They've made some changes to the Final Fantasy Pixel Remasters. The one that people have been bitching about the most has been the font. The font is terrible. You can now change it to a more Final Fantasy appropriate font. Mm -hmm. So you get a old school kind of like pixel based font instead of kind of like the very uh, it's a very opaque kind of like a almost like if it was like an RPG maker type of uh, type of font. Like it just seems, it feels really out of place. Yeah. Like if it was a a mobile port. Yes. I'm sure it, 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 it sure literally look like they're mobile port fonts. Yeah. So, you know. <clears throat> so apparently you get a new font to choose between. Uh, you can also toggle different soundtracks. There is a, I guess the remaster has tweaked uh, soundtracks, tre- tweak music, mm-hmm. and so you can kind of switch between the old school 8-bit and 16-bit uh, music soundtrack and the new ones that they did for the remaster. Uh, apparently, you can also turn off random encounters. So if you were the kind of person who gets uh, unnecessarily upset 
that you get interrupted every five steps, you can kind of turn that stuff off. There I mean, is... to be fair, there's there's some fucking dungeons where you're they're long as shit, and turning those fucking toggling those uh, encounters on and off would be really nice. Well, now you can. Yeah. The XP, uh, there is an XP booster uh, for this version of the game. I do believe you could uh, boost XP on the Steam versions as well. But the console versions go up to 4X. I believe Ooh. 2X was the old cap on the, on the Steam versions. And if this really pissed you off, it reintroduces the intro credit scroll to, uh, the intro credit scroll to Final Fantasy VI. For whatever reason, Square apparently removed the credit sequence uh, when you're in your mech with, uh, what's her name, Terra? Yeah. And they uh, took the two soldiers. Out? Apparently it was cut out of the uh, Pixel Remasters on Steam. That's fucking crazy. It that's, is kind of crazy, like, right? That's like removing the whole intro to fucking Final Fantasy VII. Like, that shit is so fucking iconic. It is. That's kind of fucking rude. So they've introduced it. Well, they haven't come out and said it, but in the marketing video that they put out, yeah, it shows it. Uh, you can see that the you can see that the credit scrolling in the uh, Final Fantasy VI intro sequence. So, um, for those of you who haven't heard about the price, if you want to get all six games all at once, seventy six dollars. This is not. They're not going to cap it at seventy. This is not a sixty dollar release. $75 if you want all six games. It's up to you to determine whether or not that's worth it for you. If you would like to purchase these individually, this is probably not any, any better either. Mm. Final Fantasy 1 and 2, the 8-bit, the NES, and the Famicom. Final Fantasy 1 and 2. This is not the SNES version. Final Fantasy 1 and 2, $12 a piece. You have to make the decision if, it's, if those games are worth it for you. Final Fantasy 3, the last game on the, uh, not the Super Famicom, but the last game on the Famicom before it made the jump to the SNES Super Famicom systems, all the way up to 6 is $18 a piece. That's a lot of money. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of fucking money. But if you haven't I... played these old motherfuckers, <laughs> I think this bundle's worth it. The bundle itself would be worth it. Buying them individually? Fuck that. Fuck that. Yeah. Really? Seriously? I, I honestly feel like I know these are remasters, right? I, I, I know they put a lot of time into these. I feel like some of these should be six fucking dollars. They really should be. <laughs> like, they these really games are fucking old as hell. Be. They're old as shit. Yeah. $12 for the very first Final Fantasy? Hell and all they no, did dude. was reskin the fucking mobile port. But uh -huh. I, I feel like. They, in, like... Yeah, they put just new sprites in there. That's it. These are not the definitive versions. Yeah, I'll put it that way. Yeah, I've I've actually I think I've I've gone around and I've looked at um, GBA mm -hmm. and uh, PSP versions of some of these games. I think I've got the PSP versions that I want. I think yeah. I have a couple of uh, GBA versions in order to get. And then you uh, then you have the old PS One versions. Where they, oh, they fuck, did the re-releases for the bundles. The PS1 yeah. version of uh, Final Fantasy VI is fucking mint. The PSP version of Final Fantasy One is considered to be the best version of that. Um, because of the, what yeah. they did with like the rebalancing and shit like that, it made it a little bit more 
uh, accessible. The, and I do believe you got like you got extra content for those versions of the game as I well. I do think so, yeah. So you get none of that in these remasters. These are literally the remaster of the original OG. original release. Yep. Or we should say the this is the re remaster of the mobile port of the original versions of the game. Some, yeah, something yeah, like yeah, that. Something like that. Fucking yeah. hell. Yeah. Fucking Square Enix, dude. Yeah. What they need and to do is come out with fucking of a chrono trigger on the fucking switch and, and quit, quit, quit teasing my nuts. Shit. You know, I don't think, I don't think it's ever been confirmed. Uh, maybe this is more of a, um, like a wish type thing, but I think chrono trigger is probably going to be something that's going to be a 2d HD thing if they ever do anything you know what i mean oh that would be that would be the only way it would make sense would be the only way because they haven't touched they haven't did shit with they haven't touched that ip in forever dude they're so afraid i mean outside of like the the steam re-release that was dog shit yeah um and it's only dog shit because they they changed all the fonts they changed like a a lot of the bullshit that you oh yeah that's right that's right it looked really muddy I think the like the the DS version is probably the yep. probably one of the best versions of the game. Yep. yep. Everybody says I mean, if I, you can play it on the DS versus the SNES, play it on the DS. Yeah. So if they're gonna do anything with it, they they have to do some shit like a two D HD yeah. remake of it. That would be the only way that would make sense. Oh, when is the fucking um, anniversary of that game? Shit, I don't know. I mean, like they didn't they they fucked over Chrono Cross. They I think they just barely barely fixed chrono cross the um what was it the uh i forget the i forget the name the subtitle that they they did for the the new release oh the dreamer or something another yeah 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 the the dreamer the radical dreamer edition right yeah yeah um they fucked that they fucked that initial release up so hard they fucked it up so hard dude and I think they've barely fixed it, but I don't know if they fixed all of the bullshit. Something about, I think there was, uh, there's like slowdown where there was never any slowdown. Cause I mean, the game, the game itself is, uh, a PS1 game and it, it does some like wonky stuff, even on real hardware. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if, I don't know if it's really even that much better. I mean, shit, the original PS1 version might be. Might be better than that fucking uh, Radical Dreamer edition. Who knows? Yeah. So we so just kind of screwed that up. We Go just ahead. passed the 28th anniversary of Chrono Trigger. Um, oh fuck off! Please March. don't tell me they're gonna. So we yeah. got two more years. So we got two more years that we might <laughs> have to wait out uh, on you know the the fucking next Nintendo console for a, a 2D HD announcement because they like to do fuck shit for off. the 30th anniversaries of games you know like it's a big milestone i guess so that's that's a fucking long time to wait (laughs) you know to see to to see chrono come back in like some you know what new format if if they put out if they put a if they put out a banger soundtrack and involve yasunori mitsuda to come back and like redo some of the chrono trigger songs i'm all fucking in it i'm all in i'm all fucking in all fucking in yeah so two more years, two more years. We'll, uh, yeah. we'll, we'll cross so, our fingers. And I'm gonna kind of gush about Yasunori Matsuda okay. uh, just a little bit more. Uh, they just announced 
um, pre-orders for the Xenoblade Chronicles 3 soundtrack, which I've been waiting for. It's been almost a fucking year since the game came out. I've been yep. waiting almost a goddamn year for that shit to come out. And so it's finally announced. I can't fucking wait. Xenoblade Chronicles has one of the best soundtracks of any modern RPGs. I don't think Square has touched, touched the output from the Xenoblade Chronicles series. That's fucking wild. Yeah. And I think right now, like, oh, God, I spent so much money. I, I bought the uh, limited edition Xenoblade Chronicles 3 mm-hmm. version, which is the nine fucking CDs, a nine CD soundtrack, uh, along with some other bullshit. I think it's also that also comes with like replicas of the fucking flutes that the main characters play uh, in the game. So nine CDs of music. Uh, they're also doing a uh, trilogy box, which includes Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition that got released on the Switch, Xenoblade Chronicles 2, and Xenoblade Chronicles 3 that come in its own little special box, things like that. It's hands down, like, the best music of any video game series. Like, I still bang that shit in my car. Damn. Uh, when, I, okay. when I throw it in. I okay. got so- so many good tracks. I'll fucking share some tracks with you. Yeah, um, yeah, for sure. Playlist, yeah. Fucking, ah, damn. God, I remember when Xenoblade Chronicles 2 came out. Mm-hmm. I was letting that shit play on my Switch, and I was hooked it up to a capture card, and I would turn down, like, all of the sound effects, and I would keep only the music slider all the way up, and I would just record the fuck out of these songs. Damn, dog. Fucking loved it. That's how much I liked it. Damn. And you know what? It's even... What's even crazier is like they have some uh, acapella, kind of like a choir acapella, uh, because it's a very, Xenoblade Chronicles Two is a very kind of re- a lot of religious. Yeah, all the all the Xeno games are like so. There is a couple. I think in one uh, in one part of the game, you actually go to like the head church area. Um, I think the Pope or whatever the fuck you call it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like when you approach that area you have like these choirs that are singing in acapella uh-huh. and i'm not normally like that kind of dude but i was just like this is this sounds kind of dope i, I love that anyway i love that type of shit yeah so anyways i'll share something with you uh after okay. after we after we head out but uh yeah i'm excited i can't wait i think it gets released in june so i got i got like two or three more months before i get my hands on that shit <laughs> um oh yeah and then uh, finally, there's no L's this week. I guess Microsoft might be the might hey, be an L. I guess we would consider it's a light that an L, L. I guess it's a light L. Uh, the last one is the big one. Yeah. Um, this there's been a whole bunch of Sony bullshit that's come out in the past uh, week or so. Mm-hmm. This is probably the the most definitive version that people have come out and just been like, "Yeah, bitch, this is coming." Watch your ass cheeks. So Tom Henderson of Inside Gaming claims. There, there is new unreported hardware from Sony in the works. This is before he came out and said what it was. So a couple of days prior to the reveal of what we're about to talk about, he said that there was new hardware that Sony was working on that they hadn't, that nobody had kind of reported on yet. So what have we heard about? We heard about a PS5 with a detachable, uh, detachable CD drive. So that way Sony can make a single PS5 unit. And if you want to buy the uh, disc attachment, so that way you can have a, a console that is digital only. You can make it disc-based using the attachment if you want to. 
maybe this is the slim version or maybe it's not maybe it's a separate skew mm -hmm. maybe a ps5 slim uh is still on its way who knows uh apparently this is not a ps5 pro we've heard rumors that sony is going to attempt to release a ps5 pro sometime late next year next holiday 2024 more powerful system who knows um apparently we've heard about a new ps5 headset um i forget the name of the headsets for the ps4 um we have kind of a headset for the ps5 mm -hmm. it was supposed to help with the um kind of like the, the spatial audio yeah the spatial audio yeah um so maybe they're coming out with kind of like the same tiers that they had with the ps4 they have like a I think they had like a bronze, silver, and gold or yep. some shit like that. So I think they're going to have like varying levels of quality in their headsets going forward. Or the PlayStation Buds, so more of like the in-ear type thing, if that's more of your jam. And this was kind of related to the Asus um, ROG Ally that we talked about earlier because uh, a leaker on Reddit, take that with a grain of salt, claims that asus is partnering with microsoft and game pass because they heard that sony might be developing a similar type of product right so they're trying to get ahead of this and partner with the rival company to have like maybe a more um targeted um feature set for the rog ally okay but What's come out is that this isn't really going to be something that's competitive with the Steam Deck or the ROG Ally. This seems to be a remote play device, which is kind of a bummer. Yeah. This is not like a Vita 2. This is supposed to be kind of like a Switch Steam Deck-ish kind of device. This is going to be, as Tom Henderson claims a dual sense controller so think about the joy cons on a switch and think about the dual sense controller if you split that bitch in half pull it out attach a screen in the middle uh this is apparently what this is going to be okay you're going to have to use it in conjunction with your ps5 kind of like how you did with the the vita i uh, was it the vita and the ps4 yep it will connect to your your console. It would turn on your console, and it would play the games remotely. Uh, I don't. I never used the Vita for remote play on my PS4. I didn't either. That screen was so fucking small, dude. Yeah. Like no, no, no shot. I'm fucking with that thing. Like, apparently, this is going to be bigger. Yeah. Uh, it's going to have a bigger screen. Um, but still, um, uh, if this is what it is, I. Like I give a fuck. Yeah. I uh, remote play, like I guess that would be cool, but uh I'm not too sure if it would make me use my PS5 anymore no. than I do now. You know uh, what I mean? Yeah, this I I feel like this is for the, the the people who have uh significant others and kids and all this other shit and they're trying to find like spare time to play their PS5 like while they're taking a dump um yeah. or in the bed you know like they're trying to go to sleep and you know their partner has rolled over and they're just like 
I can't turn on the TV because it's too fucking bright. But I still want to play Horizon, you know. So they they play there, but right. You know, maybe and, and maybe this will be cool because like you compare it with your your Pulse 3D fucking PS5 headset and have you know that is a true. dope ass uh, sound system on your head with it. But the fact that it, it, it's it's remote play is what we're being told right now. The fact that you're you can't load any actual software onto it to to play a game like yeah. you know even even old games is it going to be remote play for just uh, current titles or is it remote play for like you know your your PS one PS two Vita games that are on the the console ho- as well yeah I'm hoping it is just a remote play device for the console itself that, you know what I mean like the that entire could be console. okay that could be okay I I. I wouldn't buy this motherfucker if it's over $200. Like, absolutely fucking not. Right. Um, But their controller, their PS4, PS5 Pro controller is like over $200. So this thing's yeah, probably going to be like $400. Uh, I, I, man, that, that would be just a death sentence for something yeah. that's just remote a remote. Play. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, oh, man. Because I'm, I'm trying to think, like, as, as somebody who doesn't really buy a lot of digital games, I mean, I'm, I have a subscription to the PS plus premium or whatever yeah. the fuck. So I could see, I could see myself playing maybe some of those games, but oh man, I can't really, I can't really see myself uh, really caring about it. Um, Cause if, if I needed to play my PS five, you know, no kids or anything like that. So like I have a TV all to myself. Like I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Yeah. You can just fire it up. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. Yeah. Um, God, I hope it's. I hope this is not what it is. I hope it's legit. I hope it's a a Vita too. I really do too. I, uh, I can't. I can't imagine though. I can't imagine how shitty the support would be though. Just thinking about how much that they tried to push the uh, Sony PSVR two, and how quiet Sony is with. The VR, the VR two at this point, I can't imagine if they made a separate console SKU and were telling developers like, "Yo, your game needs to run on the fucking Vita two if you make it for PS 5 Yeah, I'm trying to think like, what could this be? What could this be? Like, would it try to be a competitor to the Xbox Series S? You know what I mean? Mm. Where you have these because like the way Microsoft works yeah, is this PS5 is Mi- light. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. Microsoft says like, yo, if you want to make a, if you want to make, if you want your game to be on the Xbox series of consoles, mm-hmm. you have to make sure that this fucking game works on the series S dog. If this is, if this is PS5 light, you know, PS5 series S in this case, light in your fucking hands. They could charge me five hundred dollars and I'd buy it. That would be kind of that would be nuts, wouldn't it? That would be that'd be the sickest fucking shit on the planet. Uh, I would imagine the battery life on that thing would be like thirty fucking minutes. Sucks. It would suck. Oh, it'd so suck. This mo- you'd have to have a fucking backpack to keep this motherfucker going. Um, fuck. <laughs> that bitch would be so hot. <laughs> uh, it would have to have like a fucking nine inch screen. Uh, at best, you know. If it was actually playing games instead of just streaming and using the uh, yeah. power of a system right. to do it. Okay. Like okay. you'd be fucked. I got, 
I got I got a little excited and then you kind of like deflated my yeah. excitement with that kind of realization because it's true. That's true. I mean, you can't even know. have a handheld PS3. Yeah. I mean, if you see the handheld PS2s that these motherfuckers are modding, they're huge. They're huge and they only get like 2 hours of battery life. And that's a PS2 Damn. game. This is, you know, like fuck. Even Damn. the fucking uh Steam Deck gets what like 2-3 hours at best. Yeah. I mean, like, like I I don't know if and that motherfucker gets Damn. on. Yeah, it does. I bet it does. Yeah. Well, fuck me. Well, yeah. it's it's nice to it's nice to It's nice to uh, dream, pretend. dude. Yeah. Nice to dream. But I don't I don't think we're I don't think we're getting any cool dreams uh realized here today. I think we're just going to get uh a neat little thing to play while you're taking a dump, you know. Probably. You know, your wife All kicks right. you out of the bedroom and you got to play <laughs> your PS5 in the fucking in your kids uh uh bedroom laying on the floor and stuff cuz you you're a bad boy. So I I think that's what this is. This is uh this is the the punishment device. So goddamn more <laughs> likely. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll yeah. see. Apparently apparently there's uh Sony has a lot of things that are supposed to be coming out mm-hmm. as what they're calling phase 2 of the PlayStation 5. You know so, what this could be too? What? So if this thing works it, it outside of your house, right? So as long as your PS5 is connected to a network that's heavy and fast and you're on a network across the country uh, and you can play your PS5 without having to take it with you, that's kind of fucking sick. What if this motherfucker comes with a dock and you or, or, or HDMI out and you can plug it into a TV? I was thinking about the whole dock thing. But I thought that would be too crazy. I thought that would be too crazy. No, man. I think I think it, that that to me would be a good selling point because then it's a mobile PS5. You know, you're gonna have some fucking lag. I'm sure. True. Um, I'm not gonna lie. I I'd like I like uh, PS5 standby mm-hmm. way more than I like Xbox Series. I don't even think Xbox Series outside of like their. Um, I forget what they call it. It's it's where basically the um no no no, no. it's quick resume. That's yeah, not yeah. even related to that. Um I don't even know if Xbox Series goes to sleep. I think they they added it in now. But for PS4 and PS5 uh they've always had a very decent sleep system. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, where it just it does all of the updates, yeah. it manages your games, you can still access it remotely. Um, so I could see I could see this thing being just like that just like you know it just pops it out of sleep you know does its thing on the remote device and then puts it right back to fucking sleep when it loses connection yeah you know what i mean actually do we just sell ourselves on this thing fuck you probably (laughs) probably probably it's another fucking 500 dollars on my bank account god Um, god damn sony but we'll see uh this thing i i think this is from I think what Tom Henderson reported, this should be sometime at the end of this year, so end of 2023, for uh, for this to actually pop off. That could be cool because so, it gives the VR two some time to simmer uh, and get into some people's households. Uh, probably gets the PS five back out there on the shelves. So, yeah. So. They're calling uh, the code name for this device is called the Q Light. 
which whatever the fuck. So maybe, so maybe you have, uh, so maybe our original, uh, original understanding might be, uh, accurate. Maybe it is like an Xbox Series S console, a PlayStation 5 S, a PlayStation 5 Lite in your hand that is a full on fucking system. If that's the oh, case, I'm, I, if that's the case, I'm totally in. I'm I'm fully sold on that bitch. Um, I'm in. I'm in. I'm in a hundred percent. Damn. All right. Yeah. So we'll we'll find out. We'll yeah. find out. Yeah. You give me All you right. give me a Vita part two. I'm in. Vita is the fucking hand hands down the best fucking I, handheld console that's ever been created. Nintendo and Steam. Valve, I should say, have shown that there is there is a market for this, yeah. especially Nintendo. There's a huge market. And I want to say that Nintendo has been killing it in Japan, whereas Sony has not. And yeah. so I think I think Sony wants a little bit of wants a bigger piece of the Japan market where mm-hmm. they are more than happy to purchase a handheld only device, even if it means that the power of the console is very limited. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you have to think like Japan, for instance, uh, is a limited space. Their households are a lot smaller in most cases. Mm-hmm. Um, and what you see in those areas, um, is people don't hang on to consoles very long. And the bigger the console is, the less traction it's going to have to be in on someone's shelf, their bookcase, you know, hosted underneath their TV, all that type of shit. I so, can see that. Um, yeah, this this could be their way to get to get uh, into people's uh, bank accounts. Yeah, get 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 that money. So, no, I mean, yeah, Nintendo sold over a hundred million Switch units. So, hey, if uh, Sony could get a, a couple of percentages of of those users, I think they'd be fucking happy. Yeah, yeah, hell yeah. I mean, that I think for as far as rumors go, I think this is pretty fun. Yeah, that sounds sounds dope. Yeah. All right. Uh, uh, let's kick it off with. Uh, so I forgot about some of these games that you wrote down, dude. Yeah. So I, I fucking forgot. We in the next couple of days uh, on April fifteenth, we have uh, Mega Man Battle Network Legacy Collection. So that's like eight Mega Man Battle Network games. Some of them are very much like the Pokemon games. So you have like red and blue, you know, whatever. So yeah. it's the same game you just play from a different version. Uh, that's coming on PS4, Switch, and PC April fifteenth. Uh, we have a new late League of Legends game coming out, similar to the one that they just put out uh, a couple of years ago, which was. Uh, so that's what that is. Yeah, it was a. Um, it, it had a, a very uh, good user rating. Uh, everybody seemed to love it. I haven't played it yet. It's a turn-based RPG. This one is uh, a lot, a little bit more like Hades. So it's the Mage Seeker, a League of Legends story. That's April eighteenth, and it's on PS4, PS5, Xbox One. Uh, the Xbox Series X and S, Switch and PC. That motherfucker is hitting everything. Oh, um, damn. I think it's going to go over really well. Uh, the the League of Legends uh, game developers always make really good shit. Uh, they, they know how to keep yeah. twitchy type of uh, gameplay and all of their shit that keeps people... It's not even engaged. a full price title. No. You can... This is $30. Yep. So, shit. Looks really good. Hell yeah. Dead Island 2, we've talked about it a lot. Uh, that comes out Woo! on April 21st. I finally. forgot that that was coming. I forgot that was That motherfucker out. has got pushed back so much. Uh, so it's cool that it's, uh, you know, we're we're within weeks, days, really, 
of this yeah, coming out. And this is wait. on everything too. It's PS4, PS5, PC, Xbox One, and the Series X. Um, I got got the Hell edition coming. Oh wait. shit! Um, Advance Wars One and Two Reboot Camp is April twenty first as well. That is just Nintendo Switch. Yeah, it Nintendo's Nintendo been pushing IP. marketing. Nintendo's yeah. actually been doing some marketing on it, which shocked the fuck out of me. Yeah, just like yeah. yo, all right. So it, we it, we about to get in it. I watched the uh, the the fucking YouTube video commercial that came out for it, and that fucking music that popped off uh, hit me right in my nostalgia, dude. I was like, oh, I'm in, I'm in, I'm ready to fucking go again. Um, Hell yeah. We got, uh, I, I knocked off the uh, date on this one, but it's somewhere between the 21st and 28th is Bramble the Mountain King. Uh, so what's this? What it's is, some fucking creepy ass looking game. Uh, April 27th, by the 27th. way. April 27th. Uh, it's PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series X and S, Switch and PC. It's literally coming to everything. Um, it just looked really fucking creepy. Uh, holy shit yeah so this looks like I, I i don't even know what the fuck this looks like yeah there's like weird giants and they eat you and like everything just feels like kind of hellish but also like limbo like that game yeah like yeah, it's yeah. fucking I, it's it's very it has a very cool art aesthetic uh and the gameplay looks kind of neat so it'll probably be something to check out uh again that's like close to the end of the month april 27th and then lastly we got um, the Star Wars Jedi game, uh, the sequel, Survivor, April 28th. That's PS5, PC, and Xbox Series X. So this is a high-end only game. I remember the demo coming out and everybody like freaking out, losing their minds. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I, think, I, uh, I honestly thought this game was already out. <laughs> I, I, I don't blame you. Yeah, uh, they they've been doing they've been doing some uh, <clears throat> Star Wars Jedi. Yeah, uh, I, from what the only thing I've heard so far is that <clears throat> it seems that they've done a decent job uh, with the, I guess the powers mm-hmm. uh, because of the because of what happens in the first story. Like, how do you make a game where you like Are get all of these powers? Badass. Yeah, and then at the start of the next game, you're just like. And then he lost them all, you know, yeah. like that kind of bullshit. So it seems that maybe they have done it in a decent way where you still have decent amount of powers, but it, you don't feel like super fucking overpowered. Yeah, I think I think he takes some time off from like doing all the Jedi bullshitty type of stuff. Uh, and just like in uh, the the movies, like you see Luke Skywalker, obviously. Uh, right. he, he ends up being a Jedi master. He's fucking strong as shit, but then he stops doing all the Jedi stuff. He loses faith in being a Jedi similar to like how like a paladin might lose faith in the light. Um, so the powers are kind of stripped away from them. I think the same kind of thing happens here. Cause you see like, um, you know, Luke Skywalker in the last movies that, uh, that he's portrayed in, he's a lot weaker than he, sh- than you mm-hmm. expect him to be. Uh, so I think, I think the same thing is going to happen here. Maybe this character uh, moves away from uh, doing Jedi type of shit, and he's just hanging out, uh, being a junk rat somewhere, working in fucking some facility. And then you're introduced to him again later, and uh, he has to reveal himself as a Jedi. And by the way, fellas, if you're going to play this on PC, 155 gigs. That's fucking huge. 
huge. God damn. That's a big bitch. That's a big bitch. Yeah. You better That's fucking, a big bitch. You have to delete your World of Warcraft install to play this game. I've actually, I've gone on the SSD purchasing spree the last couple of weeks. Uh, so I'm upgrading all of my one terabyte drives to two terabytes. And, They're so uh, cheap now. They are cheap. They are super cheap. And so I've been figuring out what to do with everything, right? So I actually got this. So this is, it is uh, from Asus. It's uh, called the Arion. It is, uh, it's kind of like a, uh, a, a dock is not the correct thing. So basically it turns it into kind of like a USB drive. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, so you take your NVMe. Uh, yeah. So you take your NVMe, you open this thing up, uh, you put it in. Basically, it's all metal and basically acts as, an, as a heat sink. Yeah. For the entire thing. Uh, but this is the Evangelion version. <laughs> you son so, of a bitch. Have they still got those out? No, they don't. I overpaid on eBay for it. I saw that fucking motherfucker uh, not too long ago and I was like, I'm going to buy it. I'm going to buy yeah, it. Yeah. I think, uh, I can't I think, you, I, I think I fucked up. You son of a bitch. I think I fucked up by not buying it. I'm going to, I'm going to fucking send you a link to it. Okay. Um, just the, the Arion, I think is what they're called. Uh, I think they look good just by themselves. Yeah. Um, it's a really nice looking, uh, just enclosure. Right. Mm -hmm. But <laughs> the, the Evangelion model is so uh, expensive. I'd... Well, so this is actually, they were actually kind of expensive already. Yeah. The this is $60 normal... for an enclosure. The enclosure, that's just the normal enclosure. The yeah. Evangelion one, I think, was $80 from from Asus. Either way. It's so fucking... It, it... Oh, God, the fucking... <laughs> the tool that opens it up is, is, an, is the Nerve logo. <laughs> I love it, dude. It's got all, like, these, like, bumpers and shit. Oh, the fucking... Uh, the lanyard piece that comes with it too is like the Evangelion yes. warning stuff. Uh, oh, so I justified right. it by saying that I bought it on eBay. Mm -hmm. I think I paid like 95 on eBay. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I was thinking about it like, well, when you think about the cut that eBay is going to take mm -hmm. the fees and everything like that, I'm basically paying. Well, the, the seller isn't really making any money off it. They're probably losing a little bit of money. Off of the enclosure price, I was just like, "Yeah, I'm gonna fuck him over." <laughs> That's the way I justified it. Uh, I think I also have. Uh, there's another one that's a little bit more expensive on Amazon, and I have like an Amazon gift card. I was telling myself like, "Well, if you subtract the gift card that I have from the price, it's kind of close to the normal retails." Like. I forgot that Asus did this entire Evangelion line. They did oh, they a had headset, it, yeah. they had multiple keyboards, they had a 3080, yes. they had a motherboard, they had mice. I forgot all about this. Um, I am a fucking huge Eva nerd. Um, yeah, I'm, I, fucking $320 for a keyboard. God damn, it's really pretty, but... Janet might okay. punch me in the so nose. So it was seventy dollars from. That's not bad. It was seventy dollars on the ASUS website. 
Um, so apparently it's sold out. Um, I don't know if it'll ever come back in stock. I'm actually going to sign up for the notify me just in case, because I'm probably going to want another one. <laughs> yeah, there. I'm probably going to want another one. <laughs> uh, I might end up getting this just because I have, like, I have like some MVM twos, like laying around. Yeah, I don't have a. My motherboard right now only supports uh, two NVMe drives, mm-hmm. and I, I'm at this point like I have like five, right? Yeah. So I can't even use them in the in the damn machine. So no. I need if I wanted to to use them for any kind of storage, I need to buy some like one of these enclosures, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm using that as justification. I think even I think I'm not probably going to upgrade my CPU until maybe AMD releases like an 8000 series for their CPUs. And there are some motherboards that support up to like four. Shit. NVMe guys. Shit. All right. So, uh, so I'm probably going to hold off for another year or so before I make a jump to uh, a motherboard that supports more than two. But uh, even then, like the the only reason why I went with this board is because NVMe drives take up PCI lane slots on your machine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so what ended up happening was that the old Intel motherboard that I had, if I used both NVMe slots, it actually turned off like half my SATA drive slots. Oh, shit. Yeah. And I use a ton of my SATA drives. So I basically was unable to uh, put in like all of the hard drives and like whatever else bullshit that I had in there because they got disabled. Yeah, yeah. And so I was like, fuck. Yeah, you're just upset so back I, then. Yeah. I don't know what the trade off is for motherboards that have like support for four. NVMe slots. Mm-hmm. So I don't even know if it's if it's actually feasible, but uh I'll find out next year when I when I start researching more CPUs and motherboards and shit like that. Yeah. On the next episode of Pixels and Plants Podcast. On the next episode. Yeah. But uh I think the I think that's gonna take care of it. Yeah. I think that's everything. Yeah. This is a lot of fun stuff. Uh I like I like I like going through speculation. Uh that's always fun. Um and it, it's cool to have a week where we just don't have uh, real big L's. Um, there's no terrible controversy in here. Just a, I don't know. Good topics yeah. this week. Everybody kept their dick in their pants. Keep yeah. it up, guys. Yeah. Woo. Woo. Here, Woo. Here. Yeah. April April showers. Um, bring May flowers. So uh, we'll see. Yeah. What, we'll see what uh, May holds. Can you believe us. that? That's the that's the bar that we've lowered ourselves to. Yeah. Just no one. No one uh, got got a, accused of rape this month. So far, <laughs> we're only fucking what twelve days in, uh, nine days in. Um, so who knows? Uh anyways, uh, episode thirty three, thirty, yeah, thirty three, thirty three in the bag. Yep. So uh, thank you guys for sticking around, watching. Uh, if you made it this far in the into the episode, uh, I've noticed our podcast have been getting a little bit more views lately, which is kind of nice. We yeah. uh, we used to be single digits, now we're double. We're looking to one day move up to triple on these podcasts. <laughs> um, we do them, I think, mostly for ourselves because it's just kind of fucking fun to hang out and just talk about games for a little bit. But um, for sure, yeah. if you're if you're here and you're watching, be sure to uh, you know give us a like because that's how YouTube finds us. Uh, that's how we get our other videos out. That's how uh, Michael rewards himself with a little dopamine kick when uh, 
everybody starts to go through and watch his videos because they are fucking good. Please don't miss out on those. Uh, be sure to subscribe want, to the channel. I don't want to have to move to cocaine, fellas. Yeah. Please. Please just give me likes. Yeah. Cocaine's expensive. It's very expensive. Very expensive. Uh, and it ruins your nose, apparently. So Apparently. Yeah. Or, like, make us blow up so I can enjoy you guys and cocaine at the same yeah. time. Yeah. So there's... <laughs> See, cocaine can come back in here. Um, we, we just, you know, we got to make some money off of YouTube first. We're looking at, we're looking to introduce cocaine back into the podcast, guys. Yeah, that's yeah. what we're trying to say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was, it was always on the table. It was always on the, literally <laughs> but, always on the table. Yeah, but we haven't taken a sniff of it yet. It's too expensive. Um, too expensive. Yeah, but I do like to taste. Um, yeah, thanks that's for a great way to end the podcast. Yeah, All right, yeah. off the rails, off the fucking rails, dude. Speaking of doing rails. Uh, I, <laughs> I'm Bradley. And I'm Michael. And we've been Pixels and Pines Podcast. Thanks for watching. Fucking rails of cocaine. God damn it. Fucking rails of cocaine. Jesus Christ. So good. Everything was fine up until that point. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God damn it.